Sunday on Easter, we had the privilege of hearing the beautifully thunderous sounds of Stephen Cron playing Christ the Lord is Risen Today on the organ. It was awesome. It almost feels like you can feel the, the depth and the brevity of that song even more when you sing it on Easter Sunday. And then Monday rolls around. Especially now, it sometimes feels like you're living in the movie plot of Groundhog Day, where each day just kind of keeps repeating in a loop. And you can find yourself singing that same song more like this. Lord is risen today, hallelujah. Sons of men and angels say, hallelujah. The shine of Easter sort of wears off, doesn't it? Now more than ever, we need to be reminded that Easter is more than just a day. It's a season. And even more than that, it's a way of life, a way of being. As Christians, we have hope in resurrection and renewal. And this is why Christians are sometimes called Easter people. To live as Easter people is to live knowing that death does not have the final word. In life, Jesus taught, love one another as I have loved you. In death, Jesus showed us what love looks like, sacrificial, self-giving love for the good of all creation, to repair and to make the world whole. The heart of the matter is love. After his resurrection, Jesus told his disciples that he would always be with them. And this was accomplished through the empowering and the sustaining work of the Holy Spirit in their lives and in our lives too. Jesus empowered the disciples to give to the world what he had given to them. During this Easter season, we will encourage one another to truly live out the heart of the matter, which is love. Let's look at our text this morning. This is the gospel according to John, chapter 20, beginning in verse 19. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Prior to this narrative, Mary Magdalene, one of Jesus' faithful followers, went to the tomb where Jesus was laid, but didn't find Jesus dead inside that tomb. She found him alive and in the garden. And Jesus told her to go and to proclaim this good news to the disciples. And she did. The first witness and the first preacher to proclaim the good news of the risen Christ was a woman. Meanwhile, after hearing this good news from Mary Magdalene in the morning, the disciples were hidden behind a locked door that same night. 
The text says they were afraid of the Jews. And this is an important place to clarify. The disciples were not afraid of all Jews. They were Jews themselves. They were afraid of the Jewish religious leaders who were in cahoots with the occupying Roman Empire. They were afraid because the governing authorities of the Roman Empire, along with this small group, were responsible for the death of Jesus. The disciples were afraid of guilt by association. We are certainly in a different place than the disciples were. But when I read this text this week, I couldn't help but think how we're all in this the same situation together. We're all sheltering in place and maybe dealing with some fears ourselves. The disciples didn't know the end of their story. We don't know how this COVID-19 story will end. I met with our Family Foundations class on Zoom this past Wednesday night, like we've been doing for the last several weeks. And we talked about this text together. And as we related it to what we're experiencing right now, we discussed our greatest fears during this pandemic. Some feared for their own health and well-being, as well as the prospects of losing loved ones. Others had fears about parenting poorly as our kiddos go to school at home. Some had fears about not being a good partner. And some had fears about an unknown future end date to this virus. Still others feared the economic impact in both the short term and in the long term. Do you identify? Some of you might be afraid that your business or the job that helps provide for you won't be able to sustain this economic slowdown for much longer. Some are afraid that they won't be able to put food on their table. And we know there are some who don't feel safe at home, the place where they're supposed to be sheltering. Some don't feel safe or protected at work. The fears are real and they're deeply felt. While the disciples were hidden in fear behind locked doors, Jesus showed up. And what did he say? He said, peace be with you. And then he showed them his hands and his side, and he let them know that it was really him, that he was really there in the room with them. And the disciples rejoiced once they realized that it was Jesus. Many are asking the question right now, where is God in all of this? Right there in the room with you. In the crucified Jesus, we see a picture of God suffering with us. And in the risen Jesus, we see an image of God with us in our suffering. In this text, Jesus said, peace be with you, not once, but twice. The first time was to bring the disciples comfort in the midst of their suffering. The second time was for a different purpose. Let's go back to verses 21 through 23. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Jesus came to suffer with all those in need of healing, redemption, and forgiveness. Jesus breathed the Spirit on his disciples so they would be empowered in the same way he was empowered. 
Jesus breathed the Spirit on them so they would pro proclaim the same forgiveness that Jesus gave to them. Jesus breathed the Spirit on them so they could be present in the rooms where they were needed most with those who were suffering. In the same way, Jesus is in the room with us, breathing the same Spirit into us. We are empowered and we are being sent into the places where we are needed most. Where people are afraid and lonely, we can be present and in so doing, proclaim peace. Where people carry shame and guilt, we can proclaim forgiveness and freedom. Where people feel as though they don't belong, we can welcome with open arms, open hearts, and open minds. And we can do all of this because the same spirit that was within Jesus is within us. May we follow the Spirit's leading where we are needed most. As Easter people, this doesn't mean that we always have it all together. It doesn't mean that we'll never be afraid. And it doesn't mean that we're always at peace. Being Easter people means that no matter what we're going through, we know that Jesus is in the room with us. Even if you don't recognize him, Jesus is still in the room with you. You are never alone. Even when you're most afraid, you are never alone. Even when the future is uncertain or unclear. As Easter people, we can have confidence that we are not doing this on our own. Remember, this peace that Jesus gives us is not only for ourselves. The peace he gives sends us into the world to offer peace where it is needed most. Jesus is in the room with you saying, peace be with you. Where will you offer this peace to others?